Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Kublup campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. What I wanted to share with you this morning was uh, being open um, as people of the Spirit. Open as people of the Spirit. Now in the New Testament there are three pictures uh, that are given to us uh, about the church. The first one is the bride of Christ. Uh, and so uh, the, the groom is Jesus and the church, uh, the people of God are the bride. And we, it goes without saying that a bride is always beautiful. Uh, over 300 weddings that I've uh, been the celebrant at, I've never seen an ugly bride. I've seen different looking brides, but I've never seen an ugly bride. And so there is a message here that the bride is to be beautiful. Another metaphor is a building where Jesus is the cornerstone. And that's an important part in a building. And you and I are living stones metaphorically. The third one and this is the one we'll focus on today from the passage, is the human body, where Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, tells us about the body of Christ, uh, and that it's uh, the body that is made up of different members. So the passage is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 20. The background of this passage is that Paul goes to, uh, or writes to the church in Corinth, because they were all boasting about how fantastic they are, that they are greater than everybody else. So because I have four gifts, I'm better than the other person who only has three gifts. And so Paul writes to them and he says, listen, it is one body, but many parts, and we desperately need each other for the body to be healthy and to function correctly. So he writes in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verses 12 to 20, and says, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But, in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is written, there are many parts but one body. So Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, tells us about the awesomeness of being part of the body of Christ explaining to these people about the grace of God, that they are not to be arrogant 
because they were boasting about how fantastic they are, and they were actually philosophizing, you know, uh, saying that I am better than somebody else because of this, 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 and this. So Paul writes to them, and it's beautiful in 1 Corinthians 12 and also in 14, where he addresses the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the charismata, the charismata, which is made up of, the, the word gifts is actually made up of grace. The word chari, charismata, chari means grace, charismata means gifts. And so he's saying to them, listen, you are not fantastic no matter how much you argue about it because you're given these gifts, the charismata, because of God's grace. And so he explains to them what it is all about. And then he wants to tell them about a healthy body, this metaphor that he uses. And he says a few things about it. Number one, he says, a healthy body is united. A healthy body is united. And in verse 12, he tells us that just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ, he says. There is unity. There is this deep spiritual truth that the body functions together. And uh, we, we're reminded in John 1.14 where uh, Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. That word dwelt, eskinosen, he came and tabernacled and we could feel his presence among us. Now we know that after 33 years uh, of ministry on this earth, Jesus was put on a cross. He died. After three days and three nights, he rose again. And he appeared to people for 40 days before he ascended and is now sitting at the right hand of the Father. But while he was on earth, people could see him, they could listen to him speak, they could hug him, they could smell him. And I want to suggest to you today that that very presence of the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit is still among us today. And we know that. And His very presence through the Holy Spirit is among us in you and in me. Because that's why Paul says that we are the body of Christ. And so we reflect who Jesus is uh, among those we come into contact with. Uh, and so in, in metaphorically, if people want to see Jesus, they look at us because we are part of the body of Christ. And so somebody wrote, Christ has no hands but our hands to do his work today. He has no feet but our feet to lead men in his way. He has no voice but our voice to tell men how he died. And he has no heart but our heart to lead them all to his side. Why? Because you and I are part of that united body. He has no hands but ours to do his work today. He has no feet but our feet to lead people in his way. He has no voice but our voice to tell people how he died. And he has no heart but our heart to lead them to his side. And so we begin to operate in a united way. In two ways, in a very practical way, because uh, Paul tells us that we function together as one body. And that's the beauty of it. There is unity in diversity. And uh, he says that the, the hand functions and has certain duties to perform, and so does 
uh, the foot have certain duties to perform. And that's part of being united as men and women in the Lord Jesus Christ. But folk, I've got a watch. I take it off at night and I put it back on. I have shoes. I take them off at night and I put them back on in the morning. Those are attachments. But when we are part of the body of Christ in a practical way, we belong to one another. We're not kind of, you know, attached every now and then. And so if you come to church every now and then, well, that would be an attachment. But a genuine follower of the Lord Jesus Christ is active in the world in a very practical way. Why? Because the Holy Spirit dwells them and there is unity in Christ. And that's why Paul says there is neither Jew nor Gentile. Why? Because we are united in a very practical way because of not our ethnic background, but because of who Jesus Christ is. We are one body. And that's how the body functions together. It's not artificial. It's real. It's not fake. It's genuine. But secondly, there is a spiritual unity. Because he speaks of one spirit in verse 13. He says, for by one spirit we were all baptized in one body. That word one, I'm trying to think, is there anything profound about this word one here? Uh, the Greek word is and one. There is nothing profound about one. It's one. You don't dissect it because it's one. Spirit, pnevmai, there is that personalized presence of part of the Trinity. And he dwells among us. Remember last week I said there is a capital S for spirit or there is a small s. Capital S speaking about the Holy Spirit, small s speaking about our spirit. Here it's capital S. For by one capital S spirit, we were all baptized in one body. The word baptized there, baptizo, we were all dipped and immersed as it were. Now, what is he talking about there? Well, in Ephesians 4, uh, it, it talks about um, there is one body, one Lord, one baptism. And I don't think it's talking about water baptism there. It's talking about being immersed in the Holy Spirit. So once, uh, Paul says, we were foreigners and aliens in the things of God, but now we are part of the kingdom of God. We've been immersed in the kingdom of God. We have been baptized into the things of God. We are now part of his kingdom. We are in it. We're not attachments to it. We are in it. And that's what that word vaftizo means. When I was a foreigner, my BC days before Christ, I was alien to the things of God. But now I am in Christ and because I've been born again. We know that John 3, 3 says uh, that we are to be born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. Terrible translation. You must be born from above is what it actually means. And so as we enter into the kingdom of God, born from above, we enter into that one spirit and we are immersed in that one spirit. So there is the practical unity there is also the spiritual unity. And so we are called to live as people in this spiritual unity. It doesn't end there, praise God, because in Ephesians 5, uh, 18, it says, Do not get drunk on wine that leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. So be filled is actually be being filled in English. doesn't make grammatical sense, but that's what it means. Be being filled, present and continuous. The baptism of the Holy Spirit happened once in the past, aorist tense. Here it's present, continuous tense. 
And so we received the Holy Spirit when we were immersed into the kingdom of God in that unity. But now we constantly get filled with the Spirit so we can carry on doing the things of God. One baptism, many fillings. I've always, uh, often used the terrible illustration. I always preamble it, terrible illustration, but I give it anyway. Of a car. Once you get your car, they might give you a full tank of petrol. Congratulations, sir. All the very best. Congratulations, ma'am. You have a beautiful car. You need to fill it up. Why? Because it'll only take a certain distance. It won't last forever, that tank of fuel. You need to keep on filling it up. So it is spiritually. We are now part of the kingdom of God, and we have been baptized into the things of God, but we constantly need to be filled. And that's what he's talking about there. And he says, listen, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And what he's saying is they keep, that word keep means to watch and guard it. So what he's basically writing here is saying, be careful that you don't do your own thing and go off on your own tangent. Guard that unity that is found in the Spirit. That unity, that agreement, doesn't mean we suck everything up, you know, that is wrong. No, for the sake of peace, no. But we are very wise to the things of God because that Spirit guides us. As we stay in tune with the Spirit, so we realize there's neither Jew nor Greek in the kingdom of God. We're united because Christ is our head. A healthy body is not only united, it is also diverse. It's diverse. It's different. You see, uh, that one unit is made up of different people, different parts, and we're not all alike. And you say, hallelujah. Uh, you know, God put the, the, the parts together, uh, and we're supposed to be different, and because that's how God made us. I'm told that there are no two fingerprints that are the same in the whole world of any two people. Out of 7 billion people, more than 7 billion people, there are no two sets of fingerprints that are the same. Wow, God made us different. Unique, you might add. And we are different from each other, absolutely. Uh, and, and that's great. And you know what's beautiful? Paul actually says, God put us as parts of the body the way he thought best we are to be put together. And folk, I go, kind of, what's the function of some parts? You know, it's a weird-looking thing, that big toe. You know, you kind of go, it just doesn't make sense. But he's saying, we all have a function. Uh, and it's important to allow that function to, to work itself out in application because we are different. And he says, as I mentioned earlier, that, listen, don't think that you're better than anybody else. And, in fact, he starts getting funny and he says, you know, imagine if the, the hand were to say to the leg, uh, you know what, I don't want to be the hand anymore. I'd rather be the foot. The hand still stays there but they want to do the function of the foot. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, imagine tying your hands behind your back. Goodness, this big toe wouldn't be able to reach to my uh, mouth for uh, me to have my cup of coffee in the morning. You know, it's hard. And so he's saying each part has its function. And, you know, it's important that we don't mess it up. Imagine that foot saying, well, I'm sick and tired of being you know, sweaty and having a dirty sock on my foot all day long and uh, standing on my feet and then, you know, doing certain things. I don't want to be that. I want to be the hand. Well, who's going to... Oh, you're going to be walking on your hands after that. So Paul's being a little bit sarcastic when he speaks to them. 
And we all have a function in our different ways of being part of the body of Christ. And I'm no better than any other part of the body of Christ because it's by God's grace that we function anyway. What's also very profound is that we desperately need each other. We desperately need each other to function well because we affect each other. That's part of being united together. In our diversity, we need each other. Uh, that great author, uh, Henry Blackaby, in his book, Experiencing God, gives us the illustration of somebody walking uh, down a railway track. And he says, although you will not see the oncoming train, you will hear it. If there was somebody coming toward you, they would say, be careful. But even before they would say, be careful, you would hear the train coming before you see it. You see, each part has a role to play for the body to function correctly. And so he's making it very, very clear that everybody is important. The eye, the ear, each part of the body. And for it to function the best, that particular part needs to do its bit. We know that if we hurt ourselves in one area, there are other parts of the body that have to double up or compensate to help the other part of the body so it can function properly. So it is with the body of Christ. And thirdly, for a healthy body to function, not only is it united, uh, diverse, but it is coherent. And in verse 25 we read, So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. And it's like, you know that phrase, cutting your nose to spite your face? I mean, why would you want to do that? You know, it's like hurting yourself. If I hurt another part of the body of Christ through my words, through my actions, essentially it's like hurting myself because it's the same part of the body. It's like running headfirst into the wall. Uh, it's not the right thing to do, but people do it. You know, people do it. And so uh, what, what Paul is saying here, make sure that, that there is no division. And the word no division, that there is... Um, that there is no schism. It's like taking a piece of paper and tearing it in half. And that word is schisma. That there is no schism or a, a disagreement in the word of, of creating a split or a gap in the body of Christ. And folk, can I boldly say that, praise God, in the last six years we've never had that in this church. Um, we, we've never had weird things take place, you know, uh, by His grace. Uh, now, I'm not saying that we are better than anybody else. Obviously, we are. No, we're not. But by that one spirit, we try and care for each other because some parts, you know, don't function exactly the same as other parts. But we try and rally around one another so we can help one another. So there is no schism, split, gap, no division in the body of Christ. And he says we, there should be equal concern. And that word equal concern should, has got to do with caring and providing for one another. When there is hurt, I cry out, and so we rally around each other. It reminds me of 1 Peter 3.8, where we read, Finally, all of you, be like-minded. Don't just kind of agree with every single thing, but be harmonious, you know, because you're all traveling in the same direction. Be sympathetic. 
Love one another. Be compassionate and humble. And so he's saying, even though we are different parts, even here in our Kubi church, different, but we function together. We look different. Some have long hair, others have short hair, some have no hair. Uh, some like certain kinds of praise and worship music, others like a different kind of music. But we all function together. And that's part of the unity of the body of Christ. And the title of this message is Being People of the Spirit. And it's because of who Jesus Christ is that we're able to function together. It's like uh, putting a, a brick wall together with a different size, not of bricks, but of rocks and stones that are different shapes. A good brick mason will begin to build the wall and he goes, I need to build it from one side to the other side. He doesn't just go, well, however the rocks come out. No, he takes them and he says, this one will fit in here. But, uh, and that one there, uh, but a bit of mortar or cement in between will help it be straight. It will help it to be straight. So the wall turns out straight and it looks good. And folks, that's what the church is about. The presence of the Holy Spirit, the cement if you like, is the one that guides us and leads us and allows us in our different parts, shapes, sizes to be united together. So it turns out like a beautiful bride, and, and it's attractive to the eye. Now let me end off by just sharing a few parts of that very quickly. Every part knows its job, and that's awesome. In a healthy church, we know that every part uh, knows its job. You say, well, you know what, I'm only a little toe, but my goodness, a little toe or a big toe is very, very important. And you wake up in the middle of the night, and you go, oh, you know, I don't really remember my big toe. But you bump it on the corner of the bed, you remember it quickly. It's a very important part of the body. And I'm told if the big toe is not part of the body, you need to learn to walk again. Scary stuff. That, speak for myself, that weird looking part, you know, kind of that size on your foot. If it's gone, you need to start learning to walk again. Every part has a function. Every part has its role to play. And every part, even that big, fat-looking toe, has its role to play. And so we are like that in the body of Christ. Every single part is important. But also, stronger parts help the weaker parts. You know, if you're hurt in some area, there is another part that helps and doubles up in that particular area. And so, you know, we, we help each other. If this hand is not functioning properly, this hand doubles up, if you like. And so it is in the body of Christ. The metaphor is clear. There are weaker parts among us, but we don't ignore them. We don't cut them off. We say, listen, that is a weaker part of the body. We hurt for them, and so we will rally around them and help them. And folk, it's those healthy parts that help the hurting parts. Why? Because we're, we, we understand the church is not an organization. It's an organism. Now, an organization is like a business. An organism is like the church. It's alive and well. And it functions when it's, it's uh, uh, at its best health. But a business, you see different members, and you go, that person in this business is a liability. Best way to help this business to function best, get rid of them, cut them off. They're a problem. 
That's not the church. In fact, it's exactly the opposite way around in the church. We rally around one another. There are people that are hurting. Uh, we love, we're concerned for people. We give them our attention. And that's the uniqueness of being part of the body of Christ, the church. There are some of my uh, family that when I phone them, I can't ask them to pray for me because they have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, you must wake up. You must do what you need to do. Eh? What's going on here? You know, Greek uncles. But there are people I can pick up the phone and say, brother, pray for me. I'm struggling, please. And they go, I get it because we're part of the body of Christ. You're weak. I'm a little bit strong now. I will rally under you. I'll put my shoulder under your armpit and lift you up because one day you'll be there for me. That's part of being the body of Christ. Paul reminds us, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore them gently. And that word restore, katartizo, such a beautiful word. It means to come alongside, kata alongside, and to make them fit again. And such has called us to be doing as part of being the body of Christ. And folk, as we do this, there is growth among us. We know that in the body there is a head with a brain. Jesus is the head. He is the one that sends the message down to the parts of the body to function, for it to grow and be healthy and effective again. May we continue to do that. May we continue to rally around one another. Even those who are weak have strengths to give. May we continue to do that goodness. May end off by reading your story um, that I picked up uh, uh, in her book, A Spectacle of Glory, God's Light Shining Through Every Day by Jody Erickson, Joni uh, Erickson Tyler. She writes in her book, she says, when I was in Germany speaking at a church, a blind woman named Elizabeth served as my interpreter. You can imagine the two of us on stage, me with my wheelchair and Elizabeth with her white cane. Imagine walking into a conference like that. You go, oh, Lord, not going to be very good, is it? During a break, someone placed an English language magazine on my lap. It looked like a good read, but with my quadriplegia, I couldn't hold the periodical or turn its pages. Elizabeth, I said, how about if you hold the magazine and turn the pages and I will read out loud? That way we can both enjoy it. And that's just what we did. I needed her, she needed me, and together we accomplished something that blessed both of us. That is how the body of Christ should work. Our combined weaknesses become delightful strengths. 1 Corinthians 12 describes how we all need each other, just as a physical body needs its parts to move forward. If we isolate from other Christians, we're impoverishing them and ourselves. No matter how weak we are, we need one another. No matter how strong we are, we need one another. And that's how the body of Christ, the church, will function at its best. Let's pray together. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. 
If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.